Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the CEO School podcast. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and we are still here in Manhattan, in New York City, doing the most epic interviews with the most incredible CEO founders. And today, I have a Forbes 30 under 30 lister here with me and the cover of the social impact issue of Forbes. I had an opportunity to meet with her at the CEO School Retreat just literally last month. So she's been a recent addition to the CEO School Alumni Network. And she saw me speak at 30 Under 30 as I was a speaker there a couple months ago for the conference. Um, and she received this incredible, incredible award. But besides just the 30 under 30, I mean, she's been featured everywhere from Time Magazine to Power Players to like every, you know, every magazine and interview ever because not just because of how successful her company is, but the impact that her company is creating. She is the founder and CEO of Invisiware, which is a security company that created security technology for women to wear like to wear on themselves as personal safety. So I will let her share the story of this beautiful, stylish accessory that looks like a bracelet, that looks like a necklace, but it's not. This bracelet, this necklace, this piece of jewelry saves lives every single day. And when you hear this story, just like I, when I heard it, I was in tears of knowing that how can women today, not every single one of us not have this product on us, to protect ourselves, our sisters, our mothers, our daughters, our friends. And Raja here just created the most epic thing. And so Raja, welcome to CEO School. Thank you so much, Sanira. I am so delighted to be here and excited to share my story. I am really excited to have you. I would love for you to uh, share a little bit about your background. I know you had like a huge corporate engineering, you know, background with Google and your, you know, corporate job. I want you to take us back to how this company was formed. Um, but before we get started on how it was formed, just tell us a little bit about Invisiware. Absolutely. So Invisor creates jewelry and accessories with safety technology hidden inside. I get compliments all the time on our necklaces and bracelets, and no one has any idea that they actually have a button hidden on the backside. If you double click this button, it immediately alerts five emergency contacts to let them know you're requesting help, as well as sends them to a link to your live location. Not only that, but it can also optionally contact 911. It's a crazy story 
Teresa Nira. I actually never meant to start a company. I was only 21 years old. I was doing a double major in electrical engineering and computer science at the University of Massachusetts when I had a really scary situation happen. I was out at an event with some friends and I was about to leave. I thought to myself, should I ask someone to walk me back to my car? And then I immediately realized I was parked less than a block away. I told myself I was being paranoid. I was like, Raja, you need to stop watching the news and listening to so many true crime podcasts. You're starting to turn into a paranoid person. I said my goodbyes. And as I was halfway between where the event is and halfway between where my car is, an SUV full of guys drove by. They rolled down the window and started yelling some super inappropriate comments. At first, I kind of rolled my eyes and continued walking because sadly, things like this happen to us women all All the time. time. Um, This time was different, though. The car stopped and one of the four guys started to get out. I had my phone on me, but what can you do? You can't really look at them and be like, hey, don't hurt me. I'm just going to call the police, tell them where I am, what the emergency is, or even call someone that's right at the event that could be outside in a heartbeat. The night ended with me running to my car as quickly as I could, and thankfully, by some miracle, I wasn't hurt. But for the next hour and a half, I couldn't stop shaking. All I could think about was how I could have been that news story we all see, or I could have been that true crime podcast we all listen to nonchalantly. I started looking for safety devices the second I got home, immediately thinking I'm going to buy one for myself and every woman I care about. But all I could find was big, ugly panic buttons that not even my 80-year-old grandmother wanted to wear. You know what my grandmother says to Nira about those ugly devices? She says she would rather fall and not be able to get up (laughs) than to be seen wearing one of those ugly panic buttons. Exactly. So that was how Invisiware started. But like you said, I ended up turning down some really prestigious job opportunities, one of which was with one of the top tech companies in the country, Google. Well, I mean, I'm so sorry. I mean, congratulations on, Thank you know, you. creating the company, but I'm so sorry that that was your experience, right? I, I like literally when you were telling the story, my heart was racing. And I think that if you ask most women, we have all been in uncomfortable situations that yeah. we don't deserve to be in or should be in. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. Seriously. And there is a lot of work that needs to get done to under, like, we do not need to be in those situations that even still today we're having to, you know, um, you know, have have to create products like this. However, it is the reality in which we live. Right. And that what you know what you said about I you know didn't you know you could have been the next true crime podcast or you could have been that next story especially like as a you know like as a young woman but as well like especially now even as a mother like I think about the safety of my children as well right. in the same way of being a girl mom. Right. And I do not want any woman ever to be in that situation, let alone the ones that I love the most, right? Exactly. And that is so scary that that was that took place for you. I'm so Thank happy that you, you ended up finding safety. Thank and you. and you're right. You were like, what could I have done in that moment? Uh, and I think it's incredible that you created a product out of that adversity. Adver- it's incredible that you created a product out of that adversity. And you were telling me when we had met that that Google opportunity. So you were an intern at Google in the hardware 
section and like how how did you think like how did you actually take your background in engineering and then like how did that like how did the product actually get developed thank you so yeah i was actually interning at amazon and i got exposed to wearable technology before wearable technology was a thing most people had no idea what an apple watch was at the time this was like over a decade ago so i got exposed to the technology early on so as i was researching safety devices to buy for myself and for the women and I love, a, I couldn't understand why there was zero to little innovation in the personal safety space. I was like, how has nobody created wearable tech that is stylish and discreet that women can use to protect themselves? So when I graduated from UMass Lowell, I decided to work on Invisware full-time. Shortly after, Google calls me and they say, hey, we saw your incredible experience at Amazon. We want you to come work with us out in California full-time. We'll offer you a really great opportunity. And of course, you can imagine what the salary would have been for a job like that. At 21 years old. At 21 years old. Yeah, it was such a difficult decision to make at the time. But what I couldn't get out of my head is how one in every five women is sexually assaulted at some point in her lifetime. That is highly unacceptable and needs to change. That is someone's daughter, someone's sister, someone's mother. I was like, I need to do something about this. And if declining Google means I could be one step closer to saving one person's life, then I knew to my core I needed to do it. As you can imagine, my immigrant parents at first were like, what do you mean you're going to decline a six-figure job <laughs> opportunity to eat ramen noodles? And do you know how much money it will cost to develop a product like Invisiware? I actually needed $150,000 at the early days to develop those initial prototypes. And everyone thought I lost my mind. They're like, you're only 21 years old. Who's going to give you that much money? Um, but myself and my business partner, Ray, not only did we raise that initial hundred. $50,000 we needed, but we went on to raise millions of dollars to hire engineers who helped us bring our prototypes to life. I mean, and now you have partnerships like ADT, you're, you know, surpassed like the multi 20s in revenue from a SaaS product. I mean, this is an incredible story and now obviously a well-deserved 30 under 30. But I, you know, I, your story is so inspirational. This product is so incredible. I would love, there's so many entrepreneurs listening in the room that really care about like, you know, the product that they're launching, the service that they're launching, and they need that initial funding as well to get their company started. And you needed a lot of money to get yours started. Can you share with us the story about how you got your first investors? Because as a woman, especially in Silicon Valley, you are, you know, there less than 3% of venture capital actually goes to female founders. So how did you manage to secure, especially that early investment that you needed to get the prototypes built? I would love to tell you that story. It definitely was not easy and we experienced so much sexism, racism, ageism. I can't even tell you the amount of the inappropriate so comments. Real. The ageism was like, unbelievable. It's not even just that you're a woman, then you're a woman of color, but even so, like even with my co-founder, and I know you have a male co-founder as well, I mean, it's truly you're young and right. that is the, the odds are stacked against you because of your age as well. I was shocked. One investor looked me dead in the eyes, Sanira, and she just kept saying, you're a baby. 
You really think that I'm going to invest in someone that's 21 years old? You're a baby. And then that same investor years later came asking if she could invest in the company and her valuation <laughs> had 10x at that time. So how oh did you gosh. secure it, right? With all of those naysayers, with all the things, how did you secure that check? I would say do not give up. The right investors are out there. You just got to find out where they are and you got to continue to network. Um, we ended up finding a lot of angel investors in the Boston area that believed in our mission. The common thing with all of them is they all had daughters just like you and all they could think about is we need to do this to protect our daughters. One day our daughter could be in a similar situation to the one Raja just experienced. But another inappropriate story, I'm curious, you must have a ton to share as well. But one time I was on a panel just giving a mock Shark Tank-like pitch, and an investor had the audacity to ask me if I was ever intimate with my male co-founder. Isn't that disgusting? What I didn't know, I was mortified in the moment, by the way. I was just so embarrassed. I was like, I can't believe this guy had the audacity to ask me this in front of 200 people. What I didn't know was a gentleman by the name of Matt was sitting in the audience, heard all of those inappropriate comments, went home. Wait, he, I, I'm just going to pause you here. So yeah, you're, you're, pitching, you're pitching on a Shark Tank style like pitch event. It's a mock event. It's supposed to be for feedback. Exactly. I remember you kind of sharing this story with me earlier. And your platonic male partner. Correct. That is, you know, a friend, your, your, your best friend from college. You've started exactly. this company. You guys are both pitching. And the, one of the judges, the panelists, asks you, are you sleeping together? Correct. Can you imagine I mean, that? I can, I can I, as being in some of those rooms, it's unfortunate. I could totally actually imagine someone oh asking gosh. that. But it's so fucking inappropriate. It's and disgusting. And it has nothing to do with your ability or the company or it's or it's anyone's and business. It's none of his yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> True or not. Yeah. Seriously. Oh my gosh. I was just astonished. It was so unacceptable. But you know why he asked that? He asked that because I'm the CEO of the company and I was leading the presentation and my male co-founder, Ray, was simply there to answer questions. So in that investor's mind, how can a woman be in a leadership power and get a guy to work for her? Yeah, she must be sleeping. With sleeping with him. Unbelievable. Oh my God. I'm so mad right now. Oh. I'm just like, I'm so mad for you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so then what 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 happened after that, that oh panel discussion? Oh my goodness. So this gentleman named Matt was sitting and he heard this entire story. And what I didn't know is Matt manages the money of a very successful and wealthy woman by the name of Michelle. Matt goes home. He calls Michelle. He says, you'll never believe what happened. I was at this mock shark tank style pitch in the sky asked the girl if she was sleeping with her co-founder and her product was aiming to help keep women safe. And Michelle instantly said, are you serious right now? Do you know how many times I've faced sexism in my early career when I was raising funding for my company? Do you know how many no's I heard when people said, when I said that I wanted to start an organic cosmetics company? She said, I want to talk to this young woman. And Matt reaches out to me. I have no idea what's going on, who Michelle is. And he says, she wants to meet with you. I meet with her. She says, Raja, on a daily basis, I worry about my safety. And I need a product like yours. I want a product like yours for all of my sales reps to help protect them. She said, I would like to invest in your company. But first, I would like to give you a different mock Shark Tank experience. 
She calls all of her top sales executives. All of these women are top earners. They generate hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue for her company. She brings them over. She puts them on a panel. She says, I want you to say everything you did and said at that initial pitch. Said, okay, Michelle, no problem. She said, afterwards, I'm going to tell you how much money I'd like to invest in your company, but it will be up to half a million dollars. I said, sure, no problem. I do the same exact thing, Sanira. Give the pitch exactly the way I gave it. This time around, because it was all women listening, the reception was very different. The first woman had tears in her eyes. She starts sharing with me a story about how when she was in college, a random stranger broke into her dorm and sexually assaulted her while she was sleeping. How heartbreaking. After that pitch, I go home. Michelle calls me. She says, Raja, it was a unanimous vote. Every single one of my top earners said we absolutely need to invest in this company. She said, I decided I'm not going to invest half a million dollars. I decided I'm going to double my investment and invest a million dollars because of the impact that this could make on women in the world. Raja, that's so incredible. And that it's, it's, I love this. Like there's so much about the story that just makes a lot of sense too. There, there's so much of it that's so heartbreaking and it's just, it's frustrating, but there's so much hope here when women really do come together to support each other. And when we're in the right rooms, um, it, it just makes sense. And this is exactly really what happened does. for you and this product. And I'm so grateful for not just for you, but for the women that believed in you to get this mission off the ground and you got the investment that you needed and scaled this company or actually had that the chance to actually scale the company. So young entrepreneur, early age, you're built this, you know, you've built this product. Now it's beyond, you know, 20 plus million in revenue and scaling and growing and on all of the fastest growing companies list, you have partnerships, like massive amount, like the largest security company, you know, in the United States today, home security is backing you and is, you know, creating a partnership with, with, you know, Invisaware as a personal safety device. What advice, like, what are the biggest, like, learnings? Let's go back and say, like, what were some of the big milestones or the big learnings that you were like, these are huge aha lessons that I had in scaling, right? So you got the investment, you got the dollar. Obviously, the ADT thing didn't happen right away. What were some of those falling points or those lessons for you that you want to help, you know, that you, that can, that you can share that can help shape the next entrepreneurs listening? I could keep you here for hours. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So many lessons that I learned the hard way. But one of the biggest pieces of advice I always tell entrepreneurs is everyone's going to tell you all the reasons you're going to fail. And I always tell them to focus on what could go right and to take as many risks as possible. When I was raising that initial $150,000, everyone was like, Raja, you're never going to be able to raise that money. What did I do? I raised millions of dollars. When I raised the millions of dollars, everyone was like, well, you're never going to get it to be small enough where women are going to want to buy it. Today, over 150,000 women proudly wear my product on a daily basis. When I reached out to ADT, the number one name in security, everyone was like, you're an early stage startup. They're not going to respond to you. (laughs) They responded the same day, Sanira, because of how excited they were. And not only that, but they said, Raja, we've heard of you and we've been watching. 
watching you and we're so glad you reached out. So continue to focus on what could go right and take risks. More importantly, also make sure you're surrounding yourselves with the right team. One of the best pieces of advice I had is hire slow, fire fast. The wrong team members will hold you back and they will drain you. You as a CEO should be focusing on the items that are filling your cup, not draining them. So those are a couple of the ones off the top of my head, but I seriously could keep you here for hours. No, I love it. I think it's a, it's an important dialogue to have on this. Like, I think that as women, I mean, we're as entrepreneurs, right? We're always failing and failing is part of the process, but it's funny, like we all kind of go through this, the same failures. Right. And even though we hear it from other, like, I feel like we have to like keep hearing it to say, not because it's going to help save you. I'm still going to fail in that, like in that experience, we're still all going to fail through it, but it's almost validating that it's, it's normal to feel that way. It's normal to go through that. It's normal to have these exact same failures. Um, but the fire fast one is definitely a lesson that we all like need to just like not make that mistake and truly hire slow and fire fast because the right team members will make or break your company. And we all know the players on the team that should not be in on the team, but we're right. so afraid to to right. also, um, you know, what happens if it's not there? So we have this mindset that it, everything's going to break or it's okay. And especially as women, we don't want to truly hurt anyone's feelings. We're always trying to make things work. But from a team level setting, that's one place that it has to be just right. And if it's not, it's it's not going to work. Exactly. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I made early on. I would have a team member and it's not just it's just not working out. And I'd be like, well, we'll fix them. We'll get them the right mentors. We'll get them the right coaches. And then you would try and invest all this time and resources. And if it's not working out, it's just not working out. You need to cut the cord and move on. I also think that like what you said on like focusing on what can go right. I think that's an important reminder for all of us. I mean, I think we're are so fit. There's so much fear in pressing the button, right? Yeah. And being like, oh my God, well, you know, but like, what if you fly? Right? Exactly. Like, it, what if you Seriously. fly? What happens if it works out and you didn't? Like, you you have to look at the positive. What keeps you so positive? Because obviously for those that are just like, you can hear the energy, Raja's like energy in her voice and her enthusiasm is it it is contagious. I was in a room with her for two and a half days at the CEO school retreat. And you are so memorable, not just in like the product and what you do, but you have a charisma about you um, that we all want to listen and we all want to support. And it it is incredible. What keeps you so positive? Because as an entrepreneur on the other side that is somewhat successful or is successful like it is like I feel like I'm so tainted like oh I've become gosh, miserable oh. like how do you how do you stay how do you stay so positive you are so kind well thank you so much that's so sweet of you I don't know I think I'm just so passionate about making a difference and I'm probably still on a high because Forbes 30 under 30 got announced last week and now I'm ringing the bell at Nasdaq tomorrow so I think I'm just full of excitement that's <laughs> so awesome but I just feel like we barely scratched the surface with how successful Invisware ha- can become. And the momentum keeps me going and it keeps me so excited. Like you mentioned earlier, we're about to surpass 20 million in lifetime sales and barely anyone's heard of us. So I truly believe to our core that we could become a unicorn if we find the right advisors and take this company to the next level. But the other part of it that fuels me is just hearing real life stories 
So at the retreat, after I introduced myself, so many women were coming up to me afterwards and sharing personal stories. And all of these super successful women were sharing that they were sexually assaulted or that they were victims of domestic violence. And that's really what fuels me to work so hard. I always joke and say I'm a workaholic. Like sometimes I don't know when to stop working, (laughs) but it's because I really feel like we need to make a difference and we need to make an impact in the world. So it doesn't feel like it's work at some points. No, I mean, what you're doing is it, it, what you're doing is, is, is big and it needs to be solved. And it is really, it's unfortunate and so sad and so unacceptable that this is, this is a reality for most women constantly. And your solution, you know, is the right solution for, for all of us. And I cannot wait for everyone to have it. And it should be a household product. Thank you. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you that I learned about your story, Raja, is you just that you work with your brothers. And of course, that's so intriguing to me because I work with my brother and I also have another male co-founder. And like we just have like the best team ever. Like I am obsessed with who I get to work with. And part of why I show up for work and all that I do is because I have incredible support and incredible partners like that I love to work with. And so how did your brothers get involved in the company? And like, do you guys like, what's the dynamic? What's the family dynamic like in the business? <laughs> I feel so lucky and so blessed to work with both my brothers. They're both basically my best friends. It was really funny. You and I had been chatting and you mentioned that Sal called you and said it's an emergency and you need to go to his house for 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and they immediately came home like, guys, it's an emergency. We need to discuss something. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave for 48 hours. Um, but I have two brothers, both different stories as to how they got involved with the company. The first story is my favorite. So my youngest brother is a decade younger than me. His name is Kareem. When I started Invisor, Kareem was only 14 years old. And my background's in computer science. Ray, my co-founder's background, is in electrical engineering. So I had developed prototypes of the app. Ray had developed prototypes of the electronic board. The part that was missing, believe it or not, was what seemingly was the easy part, the turning it into jewelry or the mechanical component. And I came home one day and I was stressed. It was like, so the app is working really well and the chip's working really well. Now we need to figure out how to make this like jewelry and how to make it pretty and have women want to wear it. And this 14 year old looks me dead in the eyes and says, well, it's really easy. And I said, oh, it's easy. Okay, tell me more. And he said, well, what shape would you want it to be? And I said, well, probably a circle. I'm looking through my jewelry collection and Alex and Ani. I'm like something similar to an Alex and Ani vibe where it's a circular charm. And he says to me, okay, so that's really easy. Then 3D print a circle with a hole in the back that fits the board. And I'm like, so easy. 3D print a circle with a hole in the back. And then he looks me dead in the eyes and he says, you know, my school just bought a 3D printer. I'm going to ask my teacher if I can stay after school and 3D print a circle for you. Do you have a ruler? Can I measure the board? And I said, yes. And I'm just playing along. I'm like, so adorable. He's so young. The next day I go to pick him up from school. He says, no, no, don't come. I'm staying after. I'm 3D printing an Invisiware. And I'm like, okay. 
I go and him and his teacher have 3D printed a circle that fits the Invisiwear chip perfectly. He says to me, let's go to Michael's and let's buy some Play-Doh so you can show investors that it would have a soft back that would allow the button to click. And that 3D printed circle allowed us to raise half a million dollars. That's amazing. <laughs> what a fun Thank story. You. I Thank love, you so I love much. how this whole thing has like come about. This is so incredible. Thank I'm, you. You know, I think one of the things I'd love to hear from you, what does it feel like to create a product? Like I'm sure you receive... You know, I know when we were together, you were sharing a lot of the, the you know, sto- like thank you notes from your survivors, like from the survivors and just, you know, how women are finding about- out about the product. And you you obviously hear those active stories of how, in, you know, your product Invisiware is actually saving lives every day. Like, can you share some of those like moments that you feel like just are just that, that have made it so worth Like, I know why you show up for work. Like, I feel like we, we all need to quit our job now, honestly, and just go support this mission. So come join yeah, us. Yeah. We're, we're all in. We're all in. CEO school Thank is now you. part of in, Invisiware. Thank um, you. But can you share some of those, some, some, some stories from survivors that your product has impacted? We have so many. At this point, I get them almost on a daily basis, and I can't even tell you. Some of them are just devastating and heartbreaking. And they come out of the blues. They're never people you suspect. So I had a call. This one is the most touching story that just really deeply affected me till this day. But I had a phone call with an influencer and we had reached out to her to partner with her. She's a very well-known name. And I said to her, oh, we're so excited to meet you. And she says, you know, I was actually planning to reach out to you. And I said, oh, thank you. That's so exciting. Um, she says to me, I had seen your product on TikTok. You have over 2 million followers on your social media pages. I've been seeing you everywhere. This is so impressive. I went to your website. I was like, oh, this is a really cool product. And then I got distracted and I never bought it. She says to me a few weeks ago, I went to a casting call where the guy ended up raping me. She said the whole time I was being raped, all I could think about was what if I had this young woman's product and what if someone was coming to help save me right now? And honestly, this is why I like, I'm not even joking when I say I've become a workaholic. We need to do something about these alarming statistics. That's just one story. I've got hundreds that I could share with you. But makes me sick to my stomach hearing I wish I had bought your product and I've heard it dozens of times because sadly most people purchase safety devices after something has happened. And one of the things we're trying to do as a company right now is how do we eloquently educate people that you need to buy this before an incident happens and that you can't just be like, oh, let me get distracted. Like, obviously it's not her fault at all, but it literally makes me sick to my stomach thinking that if she had had the product, maybe it would have helped take out some of the trauma she experienced. I honestly don't even have like words to respond to that. Uh, it's incredible what you're doing. And this product definitely needs to be in the hands of every woman everywhere. And you definitely have all of our support mm-hmm. at CEO School. And I speak on behalf of our entire community that we're all here to ensure that we're here to support Invisiware and making sure that we all have the protection that we need and our loved ones have the protection that we need. And it is absolutely heartbreaking that 
this is a reality. And I think that we are so joking about like even in conversations about like just how we I don't know. I'm like literally at loss of words right now, but I just want to be honest here of like it's it needs to be a topic of conversation, not just amongst women. Right. And this needs to be a conversation with the men in our lives. Right. And our sons and, you know, in, in work environments. And I it's it's it is disgusting that this is still the reality. It really is. And I can understand why. Um you work the way that you do and why this there's so much impact here in this company and however we can support, right? So how can we support, right? In this next chapter of growth, I know you have, you know, incredible partners that are, you know, at the table that are going to help bring this product into, you know, as many hands as possible, but how can people support the mission of Invisiware? Thank you so much. We're so grateful for all of your support. There's a few ways. First, you can follow us on social media so you can learn safety tips. Please share those safety tips with your loved ones. And if you've ever worried about your safety, please tell your loved ones about the product. And please make sure to buy it before something happens because it just makes us so sad when things do actually happen and people don't have the product. We're also about to start raising another round of financing and we're looking for some incredible investors who can join our next round. So if anyone has any connections, please don't hesitate to email me. Um, And then we're also looking to hire a few key executives. So if anyone is looking for a CMO or a CFO position, please don't hesitate to reach out. And where can we find you, right? So what's the best best way to, to reach you, Raja? My email is raja at invisiware.com or you can also follow us on social media at invisiware is the handle. You're also welcome to reach out to my team at support at invisiware.com and they'll direct you back to me. We'll definitely be linking all of this into the show notes so each of you can not only just get the devices, share about the product, reach out to Raja and her team and just kind of give them moral support for for what they do. I mean, what you do and even just, you know, it's it's hard. It's it's um it's God's work and this is just so incredible what you're doing and I am I am you know sad for anybody who fucking ever doubted you that is like you you know you keep proving (laughs) everyone wrong and it's important that you succeed because we really truly do all succeed when you succeed Raja thank you so much well go everyone go check out Invisiware and thank you so much for being on the show today I know I was just so mesmerized by just your energy, your charm, your story, what you're doing. And I knew I had to be part of your journey in whichever way that I could. And I'm excited to for all the things that hopefully we're going to be working on together. But I I know that my audience also felt that today. And um, it was a, a, a hard conversation, but an important one to have. And You know, I wish you so much success in elevating this story everywhere so that we can all be protected and protect everyone that we love. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. And I can't thank you enough for sharing my story and helping make an impact as well. So thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode. I'll see you next week at CEO School. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. 
Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.